0: up your first three months now here's your host of the fight podcast Sergio Vicente what up what up what up what up good morning good people it is Wednesday February 20th and man today is a special day aside from it snowing once again in here in Chicago it is a special day because what it's my birthday I was all excited when I got up this morning, man, and until my mom was like, "It ain't your birthday yet, man. You weren't born till like 2.15. So my mom made me, uh, in, in 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 stereotypical Puerto Rican mom hater fashion, she went ahead and bur- burst my bubble this morning. She was like, "Look, man, you can't start celebrating till two. Be easy. It ain't your birthday. It's mine." So, uh, yeah, man, that happened this morning, but look, happy birthday to me, and we are back here with, um, we have fight news today. Fight news, we're going to go ahead and break down all the weekend's events. We have a Bellator card, we have a UFC card, and we also have a, um, a couple boxing events. Obviously, the boxing events I'll end up breaking down a little bit later on with Brandon Camille. He'll be on the show tomorrow, and uh, that will be available to you guys to check out Thursday evening late, but probably early first thing Friday morning, so keep your eyes and ears open for that. But before I get to that, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20%. I'm sorry, for 15% off your first three months. Um, Remember, follow the Fight Podcast at The Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Um, Support the show. Check us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Tell everybody you know about the Fight Podcast. We've been getting some 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 uh some traction. We've had a bunch of fighters really starting to reach out and we're going to really start getting these type of people on the show. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. So remember, subscribe, listen, rate and share. We are on every major platform that podcasts are available so that's itunes soundcloud spotify stitcher google play and the rest of them man so check us out check us out check us out all right man yo we're back at it again it's my birthday i can chill if i want to i can cry if i want to oh um but i'm still working so it is what it is we're having a good day (laughs) Um, yo, this past, uh, like I said, the weekend card happened um, and there's been some news floating around, man. A lot of people weren't happy with uh, with some of like the events. There was a lot of backlash on Bellator uh, event, not backlash in a bad way. But there was absolutely some um, people talking about how crappy the card was to the point that the president of Bellator, Scott Coker, actually had to go on Ariel Hawane show pretty much to defend himself and defend his organization's honor. Um, But I will say this, man, um, I've said this before, and I'm going to continue to say it. Bellator, watch out in the next three years. Two to three years they're going to be nasty. I'm telling you, man, all of the prospects they just got they just signed the top light heavyweight prospect in the world also um i'll i talk about that in a moment, but I mean think about this man they have that that gentleman you you have all the guy Ricky Bandejas Valerie Lareda. um they just signed a gold medalist flyweight contender who is a Sambo world champion. Absolute monster, man. They are whomever is the ones out there doing the stuff and um doing all the recruiting for Bellator. I'm super impressed, man. It, it's been pretty, pretty wild seeing what's happening. Um uh, I hope you guys are having a great week. This week, there aren't as many fights as uh, there were last weekend. I mean, it's still a busy, busy weekend. We have, again, two uh, MMA cards um, and we have one, maybe two boxing cards that we could even mention. Not even cards, a couple of fights uh, that we can mention. But with all of that being said, let's go ahead and jump into it, right? The main news and the one I'm not going to lie to you, I was by far... The most excited about. And look, man, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back way too hard, but. One hundred percent, we called this, but look, it didn't take a rocket scientist or anything to figure this out. I think the writing was already on the wall. Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya and Kelvin Gastelum are going to headline UFC 236 in April. For the interim middleweight title fight. Um, Israel Adesanya and Kevin Gaslam square off. Uh, April 13th. The venue is yet to be determined. Um, the UFC decided to create this interim belt. Because Robert Whittaker. After his recent surgery. Um, for his uh, collapsed hernia and uh, bowel, um, he Remember he just had the surgery that he underwent. And now his timetable, again, like we talked about before, I know everyone was being very wishful with their thinking, oh, four weeks, he'll be back at it. But we understand, look, that's not realistic. So now his team is saying they're hopeful to come back mid to late summer. And um, if that happens, then he will end up getting the winner of this fight. So... This is the reason that I'm excited about this fight. And and this is something that I'll have to say, man. The UFC middleweight division, the top dogs are, it's incredible. Adesanya's 29. Robert Whittaker is 28. Kelvin Gaslam's only 26. And think about Kelvin Gaslam's story. He had to work his way into title contention. He had to position himself getting back-to-back wins over former world champions after knocking out former UFC middleweight champion Michael Bisbing and getting a really, really tough but dominant enough. Um, whoa, wow. Okay. So I know you guys just heard the ESPN doohickey just go on. Some news actually just broke. Um. Give me one second. I'll actually tell you guys about that, but uh, wow, that's that's what's wild. All right. but we get back to um Kelvin Gaslam. um he beat ray Souza, which is no easy task, man. And he did it well. He dropped him. he dominated the striking, and he was able to show that he was able to get off his back, right? Great win. And not to mention, man, Kelvin Gaslam is always had to be, he was always the underdog. He was the last pick on the season of The Ultimate Fighter, um, which is season 17, where he went ahead and upset another incredible striker in Uriah Hall. And everybody thought that Uriah Hall was actually going to win that season. Now, he fights against Israel the last I I've out of Sanya. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. This guy is on a pace that is unprecedented in MMA. This fight's happening in April, so in a 14-month span, 14 months, he will win. If he wins this, he would have won six fights in a row and gotten a title belt. This has never been done in MMA, especially not in the UFC. And for anybody who's looking at him saying, oh, it's too far, too much, too soon, all these other things, you're not looking at it. You're not actually paying attention. What he did to Brad Tavares totally put on a striking display. Toyed with him. Nobody does that to Brad Tavares. Derek Brunson was rated number five. Knocked out Lyoto Michita, former 205-pound champion, legend of the game. Was beating Yoel Romero until the very last moments of the his fight with him. In my opinion, he beat Anderson Silva. Derek Brunson is an absolute animal. Israel Adesanya played with him, knocked him out in the first round. And then we go back and we actually look at what he did against Anderson Silva. That was not a really competitive fight. I've watched it four times now. Yes, the second round, Anderson did some nice things. But at the end of the day, this fight was not an exciting, not it was exciting, but it wasn't nearly as close as a lot of people originally believed it was. Look, man, I've watched a lot of fighting. This dude is special. Not only is he special, I totally expect Israel Adesanya to be an all-time great. I don't think winning a title fight literally in a year in the UFC, Conor McGregor didn't even do that. And this is somebody who I thoroughly believe is actually going to defend this title. If he wins. I don't want to just throw shade on, I don't want to throw shade at all at uh, Kelvin Gaslam, because look, this matchup is actually really, really tough for Israel Adesanya, Kelvin Gaslam is one of those style matchups, one, he is always the guy that is overlooked and underappreciated, he has really, really good boxing on the inside, and he can always threaten with the takedown, I think his boxing is definitely more clean and crisp than a Derek Brunson. So I see him doing better than Derek Brunson or a Brad Tavares. So and then also unlike Anderson Silva, who obviously has better striking than Kelvin Gastelum, he can actually threaten with a takedown. So if he could actually blend his takedowns with his striking, he has a great shot to win this fight. So there is a compelling storyline for that. Do I expect that to happen? I totally expect Israel Adesanya to blow through him. I expect Israel Adesanya to end up being a legend in this sport. And for, again, for a lot of people who have not followed his career, he's not just new to MF. He has 16 fights already. He's been brought up the right way. Oh, and let's not forget the 80 plus fights he has in kickboxing, the multiple fights he has in professional boxing. This is a well-schooled, well-rounded martial artist, and he's special. Mark my words, Israel Adesanya is going to be a legend in this game. I'm putting my young stamp of approval on it right now. Um. And then think about if he beats Kelvin Gastelum, what that actually sets up. That sets up an incredible title fight. With Robert Whitaker. Who are both guys are the new age martial artist, the new age MMA fighter. Free flowing, extremely well-rounded, solid, solid, solid guys. And not to mention, this is another thing, too. One is from Sydney, Australia. One is from New Zealand. He's from Nigeria, but, you know, he lives and he strained and he's, he grew up essentially in, um, in New Zealand. So there's that dynamic. And there's that rivalry that New Zealand and Australia have. So that's also compelling. And I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see that eventually happen and come to fruition. So all in all, man, that is a great one. I cannot wait. I think it's gonna be super fun. And uh, man, the last style bender continues uh, taking on his um, his reign in the UFC. All right, moving right along, Francis Ngannou after his huge win against Legend, and yes, I said it, Legend came Velasquez. Who all all of us know he had a rough 2018. Three fights, two losses. One of them was by far the worst fight in MMA history. Well, 1A, 1B between that and Michael Venom Page and Paul Daly's fight last weekend. Those are the two worst fights I think I've ever seen. He was involved in that. But he's gotten his confidence back. At the end of the year, knocked out Curtis Blades. Then he comes back here and I'm throwing up Big air quotes at this point in time, quote unquote, knocked out Cain Velasquez. Regardless, he got the W. It's a W in the books, right? But him and Dana White, Dana White was pushing this man for the longest time to be the man. They wanted him to be the next big thing in the UFC. After he had his struggles, there was a rift between Dana White and Francis Ngannou. And this actually what happened. So in 2017, it was widely believed that Francis Ngannou like I just said was going to be the next big thing in MMA. Like I said in 2018 he lost twice. UFC President Dana White had some really really harsh words to say about Francis Ngannou. And Francis actually admitted that he hasn't talked to Dana White in over a year. The Cameroonian said I haven't talked to Dana White since one year ago. Maybe more. I haven't talked to him. We are not calling each other. That would change what? I just want to fight for the title. I don't know if it would be for an interim or a challenge against DC, but however, I want to fight for the title. Once again, it's up to the executives. We don't have, have a hand in it. They decide everything, but I think I deserve it. Dana White said uh, a fight for DC is in the works, but it's not against Francis Ngannou. Look, I said it already. I don't think Francis deserves a title shot right now, but I don't know. I don't think he deserves it. I don't think for his career and his longevity, you should give him a title shot. Yes, he has scary power. Daniel Daniel Cormier would drag Francis Ngannou especially at this point. So what they should do, like I've said before, give DC whoever. Give him um John Jones, give him Brock Lesnar, give him somebody else. Giving Ganru the winner of the JDS fight. The winner of that fight gets a shot at the title. That's what I think is going to happen. Or you give him a shot, a rematch with Stipe Miocic. That's what you do with him. Because here's the thing. He's already lost a title shot once. If he loses a title shot again, who's going to want to see somebody go for a title shot third time? And then what if he loses that? Yes, I know if if had a fifth, we'd all be drunk, blah, blah, blah. Fam. It's hard to sell. Somebody getting a title shot for the third time. That's why it was so hard to see Rob Faber back in the day continually getting title shots because you're like, yo, this little dude keeps getting dragged. Who cares? Nobody wants to see that. And that's what happened with Francis Ngannou. He would be known as the guy with big power but can't beat the elite guys. As for Dana White not talking to him, come on, man, we all know about Dana White. He's a man child. Dana White is absolutely a man-child. He always beefs with athletes. If it doesn't go his way, he throws a fit, and he tries to bury you. Thank goodness for M'Baku himself. You can't tell me Francis Ngannou don't look like M'Baku from, and he lives somewhere in Wakanda. That dude is made directly from Wakanda. Dude is yoked. He look like he's supposed to be up there in the mountains with Amari. You can't tell me he doesn't. Dude is a beast. And I'll be honest with you, um, the UFC wanted him to be the next big thing. I believe he still can be the next big thing, but give him some time to really develop. And Francis, yo, my dude, if you're out there listening, you need to go to American Top Team. I understand not going to AKA, but go to American Top Team, work on your wrestling. I, like I said before, I just don't believe in France. He has that. And Dana White, I've said this before and I'm gonna say it again. The UFC, he's done amazing things for the sport, incredible things. I thank my lucky stars that Dana White was the man at the helm for so long. I do. He brought this sport to where it is, he helped make the Fox deal that gave us a higher profile. And then he also went ahead, he fought for the rights, for, the, for MMA to be fought in New York State, which is incredible. And he also went out there, and again, he helped broker this ESPN deal. You gotta show Uncle Dana love. But he also runs it like a good old, a good old boys club. And unfortunately, man, the fighters, in my opinion, aren't getting the respect and the love they deserve. If you piss off Dana White, then you get blackballed. It's ridiculous. She's not a dictatorship, man. At least it shouldn't be. At least it should not be. But look, man, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I would like to see the UFC run by somebody. Like the NBA commissioner not like the but the NBA commissioner, um, I can't think of his name right now, but somebody who is actually schooled and cool headed and even killed and actually has, and wants to continue growing the sport. And again, on that national platform, man. Um, all right. Um, this is what, what I, what I got, uh, all sidetracked about when I first started talking about this topic, just released what it's right now. It's 11 o'clock. This came out at ten fifty. Um, and by Ariel Hawani in my opinion like i said the best journalist in the game George Rush Saint Pierre is going to officially announce his retirement from the UFC this Thursday George Saint Pierre argu- arguably and this is from Ariel Hawani George Saint Pierre arguably the greatest MMA fighter of all time is set to retire According to multiple sources, St. Pierre will announce his retirement at a press conference in Montreal on Thursday morning. Um, RDS uh, first reported the news um, Wednesday morning. George St. Pierre, who is 37, had hoped to secure a fight against lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov later this year. Sources say, however... Once it was clear that that fight would not materialize, the longtime welterweight champion decided it was time to walk away. The UFC is aware of his decision and is helping to organize the press conference according to sources. That's dope. Um, The Saint Isidore, Quebec-born Saint-Pierre, 26-2, last fought at UFC 217 in November of uh yeah 2017 where he beat michael bisbing to win the ufc middleweight title at madison square garden at the time um the victory made gsp just the fourth fighter in ufc history to win belts in two weight classes uh saint pierre it goes on to say saint pierre also made his mma debut okay just talks about his uh mma debut all right so check it out wow man I know for a fact George Champier was down in L.A. for a long time, training his boxing with Freddie Roach. And from all sources, they were saying that he was, he was leaned up. He was ready to drop down to 155 pounds and fight Khabib to be the champ, champ, champ. I was looking forward to that. Oh, I wanted to see that so bad. Um, Two of the greatest ever are really going at it. That would have been a legitimate super fight. Uh, you know what, though? But I'm happy for dude, man. Not many athletes in general, but especially fighters get to go out on their terms. And he's done it twice now. Gone out winning. Originally, he went out with a close decision, beating Johnny Hendricks. Um, for the 170 pound title. And that was his, I believe, seventh, seventh or 10th title defense. One of the two. And um, and now he is actually, uh, and then he went out this time he, after he won the middleweight title. George St. Pierre is an all-time great. I know a lot of us say he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore. He has to be in the top three all-time. Never had any issues outside of the cage. Never had any, um, shoot, issues in the cage. His losses came early in his career. Um, always a consummate gentleman. The ladies loved him. Yo, I will say this, and this is my like one George St. Pierre story, right? So, a couple of years ago, I was, dude, I don't know how I even got here. I was hanging out with Shoni Carter, King Mola Wall, Gabe Rudiger. And I was actually sharing a room with Gabe Rudiger, and who was an old school UFC fighter, and, uh, and Shoni Carter. I'm hanging out with King Mo and uh, King Mo's brother, uh, Bull, and we're just partying in Vegas and it was for the, <laughs> it was for um, uh, International Fight Week. So we're down there, we're kicking it, um, having a great time uh, at the bar. Like I said, that's the first time I was able to meet um, Cowboy Cerrone and uh, Kenny Florian and all those boys. They're all kicking it because they're all cool with GSP. GSP's down there. Um we ended up middle of the night. We're kicking it um in the casino. I'm at a damn craps table with George Saint Pierre, King Montwall, um Carrot Top and um and uh uh that that creepy uh, magician dude, Chris Angel. It was like a movie, bro. I, I I look up, I looked over at Shoney Carter, who's a buddy and former training partner of mine. And I was like, fam, how did I get here? Like, what happened for me to get right here, right? <laughs> um, And this is something about George that I've never seen, man. George gets up. All right, guys, I got to go. He gets up and this dude literally has four ladies stand up and flank him out as he walks out and then this man has security stand up as well this man has security strictly for fans they were mobbing him on the way out but he still had his plethora of ladies on the way out i was like yo george st pierre is a beast oh my god man um uh, but um all in all man uh dude is one of the coolest people i've ever met um Very, very nice and one of, if not the greatest champions and representations of martial arts that I have ever seen. Georges St-Pierre was one of the primary reasons that I actually really fell in love with MMA. His fights with Matt Hughes were legendary. His fights with BJ Penn, legendary. He fought through generations of fighters. Tiago Alves, when Tiago Alves was the man, just completely blitzing through people. He destroyed him. Dan Hardy, who was incredible, blitzing people. George St. Pierre sliced through him like butter. The grudge match between him and Nick Diaz. Great fights, man. George St. Pierre is a legend in the game. I will always respect and you know what I'm gonna have to get in the studio some kind of GSP poster or something um to to show some love and some into honor the man um who truly was one of the ones that helped me fall in love with the game man so salute to George St. Pierre I am truly truly happy that he's able to go out on his own terms as a winner all right um While we got a little time, man, um, I just want to remind you guys, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Follow Sage Eats at SageEatsChicago.com and go ahead, uh, sign up today, put in the promo code FIGHT, and you will get 15% off of your first three months. Sage Eats also offers fitness mentoring. They will write four-week workout plans for you that are specific. To your needs and goals sage eats will get you your body right and with the sage's needs and goals they don't just send you the workout you have a coach that is assigned to you that will reach out to you weekly and help you with your progressions and nutrition check out sage eats today www.sageeatschicago.com man i have to go ahead and um I had to continue. Uh, I got to put my phone on silent, man. I'm getting uh, continue getting these birthday wishes from family and friends and everybody and everybody who's hit me up. Uh, thank you guys so much for the birthday wishes. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, I'm gonna make 33 look real smooth, man. My my Scottie Pippen year, brother. 33. <laughs> All right. Um, back at it. Uh, so remember, not too long ago. Um. So this the California State Athletic Commission upholds Megan Anderson's UFC 232 win versus Kat Zingano. So remember, Megan Anderson threw a high kick at Kat Zingano, and as a consequence, Zing- the, her toe, literally her toe, cut Kat Zingano's eyelid. Zingano was unable to defend herself and lost the fight. Kat appeared on Tuesday in front of the commission, arguing that a finger poke to the eye would have led the Nevada state the, the commissions to overturn or make it a DQ win, make it a no contest or a DQ. So a toe should too. However, there is no toe prohibition as humans don't have comparable dexterity in their toes. Very true. We're not monkeys. Zingano described the pain as far as the worst than childbirth, which she knows because she's had a couple, and is still suffering from symptoms, which is too bad. But is not believed to have suffered permanent damage. Look, man, yeah, that sucks. Um, I think the UFC should run it back. But uh, yeah, she took she takes an L, man. It, it, it is what it is. All right, this is something I want to talk about, man. So, Cain Velasquez's coach, Javi Mendez, said Velasquez never mentioned a knee tweak seen. In the UFC Open Workout video. So the Open Workout that he had prior to his ESPN1 card. it is showed that he actually hurts his knee there. So, Ken Velasquez attributed his loss versus Francis Ngannou. To a knee that gave out. A video from UFC on ESPN1 Open Workouts. Show him stop immediately. After his leg appears to slip or give out, on a left hook, Kane's coach Javi Mendez said, he didn't hear about it, he says no, Uh, he never said anything to me about it, if that happened, he didn't say a word to me about it, no, nothing, so if that did happen, he didn't tell me, and I would hope he would have told me, he didn't tell me anything, look man, Kane is a savage, he isn't going to say anything, Um, go on MMAfighting.com, you can click the link, and you could actually see, and again, you see when it happens, he did hurt his knee. He did tweak his knee when he did that. Um, and then again, I've watched that fight a number of times. Yes, Francis hit him. But I don't believe he hit him hard enough for him to go down. And it looked like he was trying to adjust his foot and he slipped. Look, I'm not making excuses for him. But if you look at the tape, he was Obviously compromised. Now, does that take away from Francis's win? Absolutely not. He still gets this W. He still gets the chance to move forward. But this also, I don't know if I want to say makes me feel better for Cain Velasquez or makes me feel worse because I'm like, damn, bro. Like, you your body is just breaking down, man. And this attributes, I believe, and he said it himself, to how hard he goes. There's a reason why Cain Velasquez was a is a champion there's a reason why kane velasquez is the greatest heavyweight champion that all of us have ever seen he pushes himself like nobody else and unfortunately when he get he's what 37 years old now seems like his body's just giving up on him man so um that's really unfortunate but if you haven't got a chance to check it out you should but kane thoroughly says it wasn't dude it was my knee i'd fight him again so check that out all right, um, last thing I want to talk about just the um, there's some pretty big fight announcements has happened. Um, obviously, you have the um Israel adesanya Kelvin Gastelum fight, this would be good. Antonio, um, Little Nog, uh, Rogerio Noguera, Little Nog is gonna fight against Ryan Span on UFC 237 in Curitiba. That should be an entertaining fight, Ryan Span. Great kickboxing, man. That should be a very, very fun fight. Two really good strikers, one legend in the game. Um, obviously the Adesanya fight. What else do we have? We have, ah, this is another one. Um, on on March 2nd, coming up soon in Las Vegas, 235. Johnny Walker is coming back. Um, he's fighting against Misha Cherkunov. Yo. If you have not seen Cherkinov, this dude is a complete beast. This fight should be great at the 205-pound, 205-pound division, the light heavyweights. Johnny Walker has all the abilities to be a star, man. He's big. He's explosive. He's fought some cans. I'm not going to lie. But if he beats Cherkinov, who is a legitimate threat for that title, again, air quotes, it's 205, John Jones is there. But he has a opportunity to contend if he gets through there um, and that should be good. And the other last one I really want to talk about is, oh, two more. John Lineker is coming back. He's fighting. Woohoo, this should be a great fight against Corey Sanhagen, April 27th on ESPN3, um, the ESPN3 card. And that's going to be uh, Miami. That should be incredible. And Luis Pena the american top not american top, the american kickboxing academy stand out somebody who was um on not the contender series but he was on uh tough and did extremely well um oh, what is it crazy bob cook himself um versus steven peterson at featherweight um that should be a good fight um lewis pena is needs a bounce back so i expect him to win this fight all right man um that is the fight news for the day um, it again, a lot of good stuff. I can't wait to see Israel Adesanya compete against Kelvin Gastelum in April. Um, and it should be great, man. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to this weekend's fights in our fight breakdown. Dude, I feel like I'm breathing all hard on the mic. What happens? I turn 33, and all of a sudden, I don't have cardio anymore. What the hell? All right, let's start off with Bellator. Uh, this Saturday, Bellator 217. I'm starting with this because realistically, there's nobody on the card that anybody knows, except for the main event. This is going to be at the three arena, and this is in Dublin, Ireland. Um, James Gallagher is going ahead and competing against Graham, uh, Stephen Graham. So, James Gallagher, we all know James Gallagher, he is one of the SBG Ireland standouts he is conor mcgregor's little mini me and training partner dude is a beast on the ground he is seven and one he needs to bounce back after getting his getting that sweet chin music by ricky bandejas uh in their last match and steven graham and so games got her seven and one steven graham is six and three I'm be honest with you great fight to get um Gallagher back on the winning track and also start building his name back up after that big loss man so I totally expect James Gallagher to win second round submission all right that's realistically guys only thing I need to talk about (laughs) with the Bellator card uh all right let me pull this up right quick UFC this weekend with the UFC card we have this fight card is actually going to be in Prague and it is on ESPN Plus, and it is headlined by the number four ranked light heavyweight, Jan Blakovic, and he is fighting against the number six ranked light heavyweight, Tiago Santos. This should be a good fight, man. Um, both men actually are really, really well rounded. Tiago Santos has, ever since his move to 205 pounds, has looked like a complete savage man. Um, both men um Tiago Santos does the majority of his work and his wins by KO um and i am be honest with you man I totally expect Tiago Santos to win I think he's going to be more explosive I think has a lot of power in his hands and to be honest with you I just think it's his time uh I have Tiago Santos winning that fight by uh KO round two all right we have the return Of Stefan Skyscraper skyscraper Struve. This dude is 7 feet tall. uh, The 15th ranked um, heavyweight in the world. He's fighting uh, Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Um, Stefan Struve has had a lot of health issues recently. I think this for him is one of his last goes. But, dude, he he legitimately has a foot reach advantage against his uh, opponent, um, Marcos Jorgerio de Lima. I'm going to go ahead and go with Stefan Struve. From what he says, he believes that he's been able to really work on his striking um, and really working on his distance and keeping people off of him. He's never really done a great job at that, so we'll end up seeing what happens. But I'm going to go with Stefan Struve. Uh next in that fight card, we have John Volante. Um he is fighting Michael Oljescu. Um two extremely talented guys. Uh Volante is 17 and 10. Um Ojescu is 12 and 2. Hmm. It should be a good fight. Um I'm a big fan of John Vellante and what he's done throughout his career. He seems like he's one of the middle tier guys. Let's see something. Let's see who is actually the... I think we got to go with John Vellante on this one, everybody. Um, But it should, regardless, like I said, it should be fun. Um, both guys always come to fight and it should be a good one alright uh, next up we have Liz Carmouche is back and uh, she's competing as well and then we also have on this card John Dotson and Peter Yan that should be an incredible fight if you guys have not been able to see Peter Yan compete he is the real deal so is John Dotson he's again come with some rough times as of late Uh, the the magician but I'm gonna be very honest with you I have Peter Yan winning this fight he's 11 and 1 he's an absolute savage he is taller he is longer he has more knockout power um I gotta go with uh with Peter Yan man great fights to card this weekend well it's a good fight card this weekend a lot of interesting matchups and I think it can continue to grow from there all right, let's go ahead and jump into some boxing. Um, this weekend on Showtime, um, James DeGale is fighting against Chris Eubank Jr. in a super middleweight fight, which I think should be incredible. Um, and then we also have Joe Joyce fighting Bermain Stavern, and this is Bermain's first fight since he got completely knocked out by uh, Deontay Wilder. And uh, this is for Joe Joyce's Commonwealth Heavyweight title. Um, Joe Joyce, he was a um, fighter focus at one point in time for us on the Fight Podcast. He's an absolute animal, man. He's going to be one of the next big heavyweights to uh, come out and do his thing. Um, I totally expect Joe Joyce to win. And I can't lie, man. I am leaning towards James DeGaulle, but I'm going to hold my picks um, because Brandon Camille and I will break down all of the boxing fights um, this upcoming weekend or this week uh, for this weekend's card and a whole lot more. And he and I got to discuss. So all the rest of the boxing news of the week. And we're going to have a lot of fun with that as well. All right, man. With that being said, that's all the time we have for today. This is episode 83 of the fight podcast. I am your host, as always, Serge Vicente. Man, thank you guys so much for listening. We have a lot more coming for you guys this week. Um, so keep your eyes and ears open for that. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Follow the fight podcast on all social media platforms at the fight podcast. Follow me at Serge Vicente support the shows and <laughs> support the show. Check us out on the website, the fight Thank you guys once again for listening. Thank everybody for all the birthday wishes. I really do appreciate it. And um, I will be back here super soon right here on the fight podcast. Um, again, episode, this is episode 83. I'll see you next time. Peace out.